Thank you, Aunt Lee. Um, I felt like at the first service that um, we were at my funeral because he was saying all these things um, that I didn't know about. So um, I guess I'm not dead, so it's all good. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Woo-hoo. Yes. There is power in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you. Lord, that um, you came and you died a horrible death and you rose again with all power. You turned to us and said, now I'm giving it to you. So bless us to arise out of all of the hard things in our lives, to arise with the power that you died to give us, that we may be free. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your death. Thank you that your mercy endures forever. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're talking about freedom today. How many in here want to be free? I want to be free. Free from what? Free from all the stuff that doesn't let you be you. Free from shame and free from guilt. Free from fear. Free from stress. Free from pain. Free from anger. You know, um, that place, uh, anger... It's just a lot easier for me to be angry than for me to show you my pain. You know, I've been hurt a lot of times, but I don't show that part. I show the anger. So if you have some places where you've got some anger hanging around, look underneath. I bet you something's hurting you. So today... We want to talk about getting free from some of that stuff that holds us back from having all that Jesus died to give us. We want to talk about the fact, I believe, we've been tricked. I think we've been duped and we've just put ourselves in front because we have enough education, we have enough experience, we've done enough stuff that we recognize, well, Sunday's nice, worship is nice. Yeah, that Bible's okay. That stuff that they're teaching over there at River City Church, it sounds good. But now I've got to go and take care of my kids. I've got to go to work. I've got to be with my husband. This is what I know to do. I've got a plan and a way to get my plan accomplished. And I'm just going to stay large and in charge of my life. And with that, we have negated all the work that was done on the cross. We have given up our heritage in Christ Jesus. And today, I want us to go to that place where that freedom is ours, where that freedom is real, where we can walk into the redemption that was purchased for us on the cross. So I want to talk to you today about being free. And I want to talk to you about the power of forgiveness in that place of freedom. 
And when I said forgiveness in the last service, everybody looked at me like, ew, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put myself in a place to get hurt again. That forgiveness stuff, I can say it. I can say I forgive you. I've said it so many times. Oh, I, oh yeah, I forgave that person. Oh, yeah, I forgave. Because we've been taught that we have to do it. And so we just check it off. Okay, you got to go to church, check. You got to forgive, check. And, and it's done, right? Nah. Because as long as I'm walking around in pain, as long as I'm walking around in fear, as long as I'm carrying guilt and shame and depression, I'm not free. My theory today that I want to propose to you is that if you have some places where you've got some condemnation, some guilt, where you're ashamed, like our sister said, she was, she was ashamed of smoking. I found that there are a lot of things that I had to walk through where I was carrying shame because of my heritage, because I'm African-American, because I'm a woman, because I preached the gospel and I didn't look like people at my church that preached. So I walked around angry at the people in my church because they wouldn't let me preach. Paul said, I'm in chains, but the gospel is not in chains. So the good news is that the good news isn't in chains. So anytime I believe, if I'm walking around in fear, like, I, I wish I could do that, but... Well, I'd like to go over there and help them in that ministry, but, well, you know, I used to work in the children's ministry, but that Amy Gay, she really gets on my nerves. (laughs) What do I know about Amy Gay? She might look like somebody that hurt my feelings, or we might have had some exchange about something, and she didn't even know that she hurt my feelings. I had that happen before, and I had to have... It's really good to walk with friends who call you to the truth. Um, I had some friends, and I was saying, oh, that person just won't let me do this because blah, blah, blah. And they looked at me and said, you're crazy. And I realized I was. So I hope you have you some friends. If you don't, you could be my friend. I'll tell you the truth. Aunt Lee told you that already. <laughs> so um, here's my theory, that if you have those places where you don't want to go, you're trying to avoid. You have those places where you're in pain or you're quickly made angry. My theory is that there's some unforgiveness there. Now, when I was praying about this, the Holy Spirit told me that it's okay if you don't buy into my theory because Jesus wants you free so much, he doesn't care about the theory, he'll give you freedom anyway. So it doesn't even matter if you buy into my theory. Just walk with me through this time and let the Lord do what he wants to do. So um, I just want to tell you a couple um, times when I could see some evidence that this theory worked. One was um, there was a lady that came to receive um, healing prayer for cancer. 
And um, she was a professional, and she had really, really um, worked very hard in her profession, just excelled in every way. She was brought up by a set of parents that were very, very busy. And it turned out when we asked her about her mom, she was always working to please her mother. She tried to get her mother's love, but her mother wasn't available to give her that love. Her mother gave her everything she needed to get to the place where she was. This woman was a mother. She had a husband. She had kids. And here she was in chains because she was trying to work to perform to get something that this person didn't have for her. And I have found so many people stuck in that place with their parents because the father wasn't there. I had several years of dealing with an absent father because I was born out of wedlock. And so I ran into people that would operate like my father. Then I would get mad when they really weren't my father. So then I'm mad at that person. It's not their fault. I have a father. I have an earthly father. But more importantly... I have a heavenly father. And Jesus taught me I could call him Abba. So this young woman that had this cancer, we began to pray. And we gave her time. Let it be a safe place where she could share. She got in touch with those feelings that the little girl was working so hard to please her mother. She got in touch with the pain. She got in touch with the rejection. She was able to get in touch with everything that had kept her in chains all these years. And so we were able to connect with her and then we connected her to the cross of Jesus Christ and the love that God the Father poured through Jesus for her freedom. And as she sat there and received the truth that she was loved with an everlasting love, that that love never fails. It never runs out. It never stops coming. It keeps coming and coming and coming no matter how hard you resist it. That love just keeps coming. So if you're in a place where you've been missing out on some love, you can join me and some other folk because Jesus is going to keep coming and bringing you his love. That lady was healed of the cancer. So these are the kinds of things that happen. We want to talk about places where we've limited ourselves in the face of an unlimited God because there were people that we haven't forgiven. Now, when I talk about forgiveness and we all go, ooh, it's too hard. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to be a doormat. I don't want people walking over me. I have to protect myself. I want to kind of ask you to let the Holy Spirit take a huge eraser and clean away everything you've learned about forgiveness, how you can just make up your mind and decide to forgive. Because forgiveness is not a work of your mind. You understand that the anger that you're experiencing The fear, whatever it's self-hatred or guilt or condemnation, isn't in your head. You can feel it. Your body actually responds to those places. 
So I want you to open up yourself today as we talk about the power of freedom and forgiveness in a whole nother way that you're used to listening to. So just open up your heart and recognize that here's another way to look at freedom. Freedom that comes with forgiveness is just believing God. Believing that he is God. That he had a plan before you were born to send his son Jesus to the cross so that his son could die, take on all the sins of the world, be resurrected, and come back with all power. That is where forgiveness is, right at the cross. If you believe that God loved you enough that he sent his son Jesus to the cross for you, you can learn about forgiveness and you can get free of every chain that has held you back. Forgiveness is just love. Do you know how many times Antley and Tom were up here trying to teach us about love and all the different agape and all this stuff? It doesn't matter. Every place you go, you can study, you can read, you can pray. The truth is that love never fails. It never runs out and it never ceases to be what you didn't think it was before. You can learn another aspect of God's love this morning. That any place where you have been hurt, any place where you have held back, any place where, oh, I don't want to go there. You didn't know there was love there, but there really was. So you want to ask the Holy Spirit while we're here today if he would show you places where they looked impossible for love to be. And it was really there. I can remember um, for myself, um, I was uh, probably uh, about 13 or so in... um, My aunt had to do an afternoon job. She worked at a factory. We lived in Pennsylvania. She worked at this factory, RCA. And um, she had to go to work. She had two kids. So she had me come in the summertime, and I kept her kids. She went to work at 3 o'clock. She taught me how to cook, how to set the table, how to do all this stuff for the family. And I would be there with the kids, and then her husband would come in, in the afternoon at dinner time, and I would put dinner on the table. Um, the difficulty for me was that her husband, my Uncle Clifford, was a lovely man who worked very, very hard, who loved his family, and um, he'd come home, and um, he'd just have this mean look on his face. I didn't understand at the time, because I was just a young girl, that... Um, He's the kind of guy that they call a teddy bear. He was just soft and sweet on the inside, but he had this gruff exterior to protect himself from being hurt, from showing love, from being tender. So his kids and I never knew who he was. I didn't discover his heart until after he was dead. I didn't know the love that he had for me until after he was gone. Now, why am I sharing that with you? 
I'm sharing it with you because I uh, waited till I was kind of um, old and I married that guy back there. And um, we had all these kids and um, it was costing me more to go to work than it was to stay home and take care of the kids. So I stayed home with my little preschoolers and I loved it because I was, I waited late in life to have kids. It was fun. I enjoyed them. My daughter, on the other hand, she's like, I, I need to go to work, mom. I can't do this. <laughs> so, but anyway, so my husband would come home from work every day and every day when he'd come home from work, he would just um, say something like, how you doing? Where's the mail? What's for dinner? Every day we'd have a fight. And I began to look at that thing and wonder, well, what in the world? The man has gone to work. He brought home his empty lunchbox. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Why are we having this fight? So I had to sit and be quiet and invite the Holy Spirit to come. And the Holy Spirit brought to me that memory when I was that little girl. And that bear would come in the house. Not the teddy bear, but the gruff exterior. My husband would come in the door with that look on his face. I'm sure he was tired. And I'm sure if you have me who was hungry for conversation and three kids ready to pounce on you, you better have some kind of defense up. But all I saw was that exterior from my Uncle Clifford. And so I would growl before he'd get a chance to say anything. And there we are in a fight. He didn't know. And I didn't know until I asked the Holy Spirit that that wasn't my Uncle Clifford coming in the door. That was my loving husband. And I wasn't a 10-year-old kid. I was a 30-some-year-old woman. So you see, when you have these responses, these, I hate that person, or I'm scared of that person, or uh, I told the the group earlier today about... um, I I worked in a great place and had this wonderful, wonderful person for a supervisor. And all she had to say is, Cheryl, we need to talk. What'd I do wrong? What's going to happen? Am I going to lose my job? You know, if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they say, we need to talk. You already know what that means. And uh, when I, where I used to work, I used to be in charge of the volunteers there. And if I would say something like, well, come on in my office, we need to talk. They would say, oh, it feels like we're going into principal's office. You know that feeling, don't you? That is not an adult feeling. That's a little kid feeling. From a memory, from a time when you pinched or pulled Sally's braid, and you had to go to the principal's office. So those are the places where we want to ask the Holy Spirit to take you in a memory and see what the Lord will do. Because his love will go into places where you didn't know there was love. So that's what forgiveness looks like. Forgiveness is God's provision for us. It's his seeing ahead before we get to a place. He's already seen it and known it was going to be there. And he provided himself to take care of us in that place. And of course, you know what happens to us. We get in those places and how do you feel? Alone, scared, traumatized. When someone takes you aside and they do things to you as a child that aren't supposed to happen to you, 
if you've experienced abuse in any kind of way, if you've experienced those kinds of things. I've talked to people that were exposed to stuff as little children that they weren't supposed to be exposed to. And, and when that happens, you become an adult and you're married to a person and all of a sudden some of those memories start coming back and you freeze. You can't operate fully as a husband or a wife because there's something back there that scared you, that hurts you, where we need to find out that Jesus had already been provided in that place of your pain. And he wants to show you his love and give you his freedom. But what we do instead, we shut ourselves down from the feelings, we protect ourselves, we stay in control, and then we end up with some kind of addictions. Mine was McDonald's French fries. So forgiveness is all of this territory where we've never been before. And I want us to look over our lives to think of a place and a time where we've been hurt, a person who has done it, or a situation, and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you where your freedom was lost. So I used this scripture uh, when Paul was in prison, he wrote the uh, letter to the Philippians church. And uh, in chapter 3, verse 13, he says, now I'm just going to say uh, to my brothers, I'm not saying that I've got it all together, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to forget those things that are behind. I'm going to look forward to the mark of the prize of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. And that's what I want us to do today. I want us to forget those things behind. And I started working on this message, and I, and I emailed Aunt Lee, and I said, um, I've got a message, and it's called Effing Your Way to Freedom. And um, I wasn't sure Aunt Lee was going to let me teach that message. So um, I didn't talk about it anymore. But I got three F's for us. Feeling, forget, and flying. That's just a way to help you remember how to get to freedom. So the first thing I want to ask you to do, if you go back to that place and begin to allow yourself to feel the pain, the shame, the fear, the guilt, whatever it is, allow that feeling to come to you. Whatever that pain is that you've ignored, that you've pushed away from yourself, allow it to come now. And we've already asked the Lord to keep us in a safe place. So I want you to believe that Jesus is here individually just for you. And I want you to allow the pain, the fear, the regret, the guilt, the shame of whatever that incident was, whatever the feelings that you've had toward that person or yourself, I want you to close your eyes and allow those feelings to come out of your heart and just into your hand. So just close your eyes a moment and just let the Holy Spirit minister. Let him show you where it hurts.
where the fear is. Now, if you'll just let all of that fear breathe right on out into your hands and see yourself believing that the cross did what it said it would do and release that fear to the cross. The scripture says, surely he has borne our sorrows. Let him take that pain. If you will allow yourself to release that to him, he'll take it. And that moves us over to the place where that pain is his. It's no longer yours. He took it for you. He carried it away from you. Allow yourself to have new life, a life free of that pain, a life free of having to control yourself and control others around you and allow him to breathe his life and his love into your heart. So Jesus, we just ask you to pour your love all over us, that warm, warm, liquid, golden glow of your love Just let it surround and fill our hearts and our minds. Heal our bodies of those places where we have been in chains. Free us from sickness. Free us from addictions. Free us from all the lies that we've believed about ourselves and about you and about others. Just feel that love in a new way. Thank you, Lord. Now just take a nice deep breath and be in that place of just being renewed and free. So we've gone through the feeling to the place of forgetting where the power of that pain has been stripped away at the cross. The power of that memory has been taken away and now it's just an event that happened. Now you can open up your heart and allow the Lord Jesus to love you and to love that individual with his love. And the last F is flying. How do you fly? You got to resist the gravitational pull of the earth. You got to not let the weight of anybody's sin hang on you. And, and, And sin is heavy. And the thought of holding on to that terrible, terrible thing, you kind of want to let it go when you think about it. We have committed sins. People have committed sins against us. And when we move to that place of flying, we let the power of that sin drop down and we move to the place of victory that was provided for us by the cross. We become acquainted with the victorious Jesus Christ. That's where he wants us to live. He wants us to live in the winner's circle. So all you have to do, anytime you want to, anytime you come to a place where you recognize you're in fear 
or you're in pain or you're full of anger or hatred, you can just ask the Holy Spirit to come and give you freedom, the freedom of forgiveness. So this afternoon when we go into ministry, I want you to begin the process of forgiveness. Think about those people that you need to forgive. You need to forgive yourself. Then do that. You need to forgive other people. Then let the Lord Jesus Christ come and give you new life in that place. The hardest one is you need to forgive your God. Where you've had people that have died, people that have left. Those places where those big holes in your life. Let the love of the Holy Spirit come and fill you anew in those places. And I want to invite you from the smallest to the largest sin, let it go. Several years ago, before I knew the Lord Jesus Christ, I had dumbed my feelings down to the point where I didn't know any different. I got pregnant out of wedlock, and I had abortions. I committed murder. And I didn't know how much that thing was weighing on me as I was trying to raise my children. I raised them in fear because I thought if anybody ever found out that I had killed my babies, they wouldn't like me. I found out Jesus loved me so much. He has my babies and he named them. He loves me so much. That as I repented, he gave me freedom from that fear, freedom from that sin. So regardless of whether it's porn, whether it's adultery, whatever it is, smoking, alcohol, just hate and name me gay. Whatever it is, bring it up here and let the Lord take care of it.